In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Hello, dear listener. Thank you for clicking on the link. Welcome to this week's episode of How Did We Get Here? The only podcast audio road trip. So close. Audio road trip with Mm -hmm. no breaks. That's what it is. I had to fit in the word podcast. Yeah, whatever. My name is Zach. I'm here with Jacob. Jacob, welcome. How are you doing today, my friend? I am doing well and still confused at the usage of the word only in the slogan. But I think I that's it. just the nature of the podcast. It's so fun. It tr- if you guys know any other Roadcast podcast, don't tell us because we, we, we won't pay attention to it anyway. And we've got a doozy of a topic this week. The thing that we're going to talk to you about this week is the societal impact of correcting your grammar. And that's your with apostrophe R-E. The joke is that it's wrong. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> I just got it. I just got it. I didn't know that before. That's so funny. I I do what I can. So this one seems kind of innocuous at first, right? It seems kind of simple, but I, I this came about because we were just talking during one of the previous shows mm-hmm. or just on a different topic. And it was like, who was the first person to do this, right? I mean, yeah, that's that's mainly your approach. And I, I want to tackle it with a with the two points that I think need to be mentioned up front mm. of we need to analyze why they do this Two, as I guess three things Two, as you said, who was the first one to do it? And three, is it even necessary in our society to do such a thing? Well, yeah, because language is by its very nature, something that's yeah. flexible and, and somewhat malleable. So it's like, do you you understand what the guy means? Do you yeah, have I to have it written out the right the way? The point of language is to communicate. We agree. Sure. Yep. So if the point is to communicate and you can understand what I is saying, then what what does it matter if I'm correct grammatically or not? That's I I get where you're coming from and it's true. Mm-hmm. But one, no English teacher would ever have a job again. Right. Yeah. Sure. It's just it's. I mean, they're teaching you how to be proper English. Like, I think if there's an, an amount of sophistication, I think that's another variable to pull in. Like, if I'm working like a a corporate job, I I ain't gonna get no far by talking in not correct. You know. <laughs> Do you? So you think it's all just for appearances? It's I think all it's to for just appearances. Yeah. It is a veil of I know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take it back one step, but why do people correct each other's grammar on the internet? It's to feel smarter. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I did that religiously when I was a middle schooler. And I will 
be very open about that. Well, because, everybody did. Yeah, no, I was. It was like a personality. But it trait was for like me. worse for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like people would come to me like, "Hey, I need help with my English homework," just because I was like all about grammar, and I would like contest English to. It was bad, dude. Yeah, I just thought I was. So, I thought English was so easy to understand. So I felt like I studied it before everyone else got a chance to, and then just started swinging. <laughs> it's just the language, bro. We all speak yeah. it. I God, was like ruthless on Facebook back then. I bet. I well, everybody has that sort of period. The almost it's it's sort of uh, dovetailed with the wrong generation thing, where you find one like Leonard Skinner album, and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Led Zeppelin. What? You didn't have that. Leonard. What about Leonard Skinner? You did. Okay. So there was a big thing that happened uh, a, a while ago, and I, you had to have been a part of this, where some teenager or some, I don't know, young person on the internet would find like an old album of, I don't know, Leonard Skinner, Pink Floyd, something oh, yeah. like that, and they'd be like, man, this is real music. I don't want to listen to Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, born in the wrong generation Wrong kind generation. Of yeah, 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 those guys. It's sort of dovetailed with the with the like grammar Nazis, you know, because it's yeah. the idea is I'm mature for my age. Mm -hmm. Thy grammar is horrendous. <laughs> they boast proudly. I don't even know if that's correct. I was gonna say I don't know if it's thy or thou. I always get those two mixed up. I think at the core of it is the age old question of chaos versus order. You know, yes, because the idea is. I think what you're the point that you're making makes sense, which is if we could just understand each other and talk if we talk like cavemen, it's fine. I'm pretty I'm chaos. All like in most scenarios, I opt to chaos. Sometimes I don't know. I think chaos is fun. Fun is fun, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you gotta have something to be there. Otherwise, we're all just I don't know. I don't wanna visit a forum and everybody's using their own individualized method of communication because that's how that's how chaos starts at the large scale. People are going to be fighting, wars break out. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I guess I guess there is a healthy middle ground because I'm not saying everyone has their own localized form of English. It's more so if you say if you type there t h e i r instead of they are yeah and I can read what you mean I'm not going to waste the time correcting you it just embarrasses you it just makes me look like an asshole a smart asshole perhaps but an <laughs> asshole nonetheless it's it's funny because being smart in that context actually works against you right because then people yeah. can note that down on your permanent record like this guy might be intelligent but he knows he is and it's it's not good, but I but think I, those are. I like, don't even think it's like an intel, like it's a intellectual merit to say I know the difference of homophones. They teach you that in second grade. I normally wouldn't. I would. I would agree with you, but with how widespread it is, I it's kind of a skill now. Honestly, it's oh, a that's perk. Disappointing. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, you wouldn't believe how many times I see people. They mean worst, but they say worse. That's the one that gets me. I think everybody's got their own little pet peeve. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's something that makes everybody just sort of like, ah. And I, I get I that way sometimes. The one that confuses me, or not confuses me the most, but the one that frustrates me the most is, uh, this is a real pretentious one, <laughs> of who and whom. Oh, you're that guy. Oh, I am no. that guy. I it's hate something, that one. I, I definitely say whom. 
I'm glad that's never come up in our written conversations. I've never Rarely heard you say whom in does. our spoken conversations, actually. It's it's like one of those things I will say who to who. And in the back of my head, I'm like, it should have been to whom, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it out loud because I know the societal impacts of this. I legitimately don't know the difference. Um, it's I majored just like in communication. relating to. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm saying to whom... It's, it's mainly like to whom declaring the It's funny the room. to say. Like the word it whom is. is almost a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, I'm going to give this to them. And I'm like, oh, to whom? Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that I I feel like I've learned something. I'll forget it and I won't do it. But yeah. I'm glad that you it's told me It's not applicable to like post Shakespearean English, but you know. Hey, if we could give you guys something. just one bit of ammo for your online communications. There you go. I think I don't past know. and past is another confusing one. Ah, uh, like in the past or like past P-A-S-S-E-D. the ball? Yeah, because I think if you're saying, oh, I'm past that, you're like both could apply. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think English is just hard, dude. It like, is. It, it's, it's, I, I don't know how true this is because everybody says, I don't know. I feel like nobody has a real concept e? of it. No, I was going to say the um, just the idea that English is one of the hardest languages to learn because I feel like everybody yeah. says that, right? Um, but no, who knows? How many polyglots do you know? You know, how many people know so many different languages? I don't know. The I before I mean, is know, a tricky one. Our friend Joe, he's a he has a degree in English, and all I hear him talk about is how English is stupid. <laughs> Some degree. He has a degree in English, though. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, he's a he could be an English teacher, but he'd rather make funny videos on the internet. Mm, I I've heard of a lot of people who now make funny videos on the internet with that uh, specific education. So it's just funny how many people with degrees just say, "Nah, this is going to make a great decoration on the fridge." I, I I guess we could just go into the route that college is a scam, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we could just go down that rabbit hole. It's like. I feel so weird saying it, though, because I... Did you go to college? Yeah. Yeah? You have a bachelor's? I have an associate's because YouTube started taking off around that time. Ah. And I changed my major multiple times. Yeah. And I I started in film, then chemistry. And then when YouTube started taking off, I still want to take some classes. So I was taking my chemistry classes. And then, like, I was like, I could take a couple business classes on the side just to kind of, like, expand my capital. And then uh, it just really started booming. I took one semester off and then I was like, huh, never doing that. And then I went to see my counselor essentially drop out and they were like, yeah, you have credits all over the place. But if you just get a liberal arts degree, you're like two classes away from graduating with an associates. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just do that. So I I took public speech and uh, poetry online. Oh, how hoity-toity. Okay, very fancy. Yeah, poetry was, it was, I I literally just, because I've been in music for a while. Mm-hmm. I just kept submitting stuff I've written years ago. I was going to say, I feel like if you just like, you could just keep repeating stuff into new classes and like slightly change it. Like if you have a music yeah. course, if you have a poetry course, you could just coast off that. Liberal arts and that's exactly what I did. And I got to yeah. be and moved on. That's funny. But yeah, I got a degree just so I have something to fall back on. Yeah. 
I, it's funny because like I can't imagine what that must be like. The idea that like you're here, you're almost done, and then this weird random happenstance that you've been working on pops off. So like the YouTube, yeah. right? So and then you have to make this decision between the course that the rest of your life is I, going. I think the choice was pretty easy because yeah. I wasn't at like a university doing because I was at a community college. Sure. And it's not like I was at a university doing college life stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more or less doing the same thing I was now in my free time. So I didn't really sacrifice the college experience because I never really had it. Yeah. I more so just was like, well, I guess how I rationalized the decision between going full-time content creation from getting a degree in chemistry Mm -hmm. was like, well... School's always going to be here. This sure. fleeting opportunity could be a once in a lifetime chance. And now you're so glad you took I, it. Yeah. And then I took one semester off just to see what happened, and things skyrocketed. <laughs> it's exponential. I think, yeah. I think that was uh, the first half of January 2017. That was my first, I'm going to try hard on content. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. It's yeah, so spring funny. semester. This one it, I dropped. It's so funny because like you look back at those moments of your life and they're so impactful and pivotal, but it almost feels in the time now that it couldn't have gone any other way in those oper- in yeah. those instances because it feels almost like in the same way that like the 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 kid correcting grammar online is choosing his identity and like this is who I am. I'm gonna correct random people on the internet. Mm-hmm. College is this weird opportunity for you to try to define your path and decide what you're going to be. But just like the grammar kid, you're probably going to grow out of it. Like, yeah, nobody. So many people change so much. I think the biggest thing. Yeah, that's where I'm going. And I want to say, like, I had a near full ride to go to college in Santa Fe that eventually closed down. Mm -hmm. And it was like an art school and everything. And uh, Santa, Fe, uh, Santa Fe University of Arts and Design, they had a Robert Redford scholarship where he just like, it was a multimedia thing and you had to submit uh, proficiency in multiple art forms. Sure. So I submitted like a short film, a script, a song, music, uh, poetry, and photography. And, you know, I'm a pretty multifaceted artistic guy. Sure. And... Mr. Redford saw that and it was like a 12,000 a semester scholarship. Man. And yeah, it was big. And it was like, uh, I think since I was out of state tuition, it was like 25K and my family still couldn't like find the the difference. So I didn't get to go. But unfortunate. But then I kind of look at that and like for months I was devastated that I never got to go. But then I was like, would I have been bored in my apartment at an art school? And found the time to make Alpharad? 
I don't know. It really does come down to time a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Because it's just you you had the opportunity in front of you. You were driven mm-hmm. to do it, clearly, because it's like you you had the ambition. But yeah. having that time is so much more valuable than I think people realize. Yeah, I agree. But then what I will say one step further is that in the past year-ish, a little more than that, I've spent living in California mm-hmm. is the largest amount of personal growth I've ever made in my life. Like in, like even in compared to like the past decade. And I think just being detached from everyone just makes it so easy to be who you want to be instead of who everyone already... It's really easy to fall into the idea of what everyone has of you, you know? Sure. And I think uh, being away from all of that makes you be like, wow, I'm meeting everyone for the first time and I get to be my authentic self and not this this shell of a character I created when I was 16 and everyone around me knows that person. <laughs> so you've been really able to take this opportunity like this year locked indoors to reflect, try yeah. to analyze who you are, who you mm-hmm. want to be. And with That's things like opening up, you know, relatively speaking, I've been able to go out, meet new friends and for like the past four-ish months and it's been a, uh, it's been crazy because I just feel very different and I feel very happy in that. So it was like, if you do go to college, I know it's expensive, but I think there's such a personal growth in just not being in your hometown. Not even if it's college. Yeah, just no move. question. Just go somewhere. Yeah. I, I think the college experience is that basically in its most distilled form. I didn't really get that either. I commuted yeah. um, for my entire college career, but yeah, I also feel like it, and it sounds like you kind of were the same way since you were getting the scholarship before you even went. I feel like college, at least in my major, didn't really teach me anything. Like, mm-hmm. my degree was in communications, um, but I genuinely feel like everything that led me down the path that I'm going now, so I was a, I was a web developer for six years for a big corporate company, but I learned HTML on MySpace. Yeah, you know, I built same. I, yeah, I built websites. I learned how I to code layouts. in Roblox, dude. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that is to tie it back to the like you know to this grammar kid. There are some kids that become game devs or they become mm-hmm. coders or whatever it is, and that is more profound, I think, for the development of you know any kind of youth that's getting into that stuff than people realize because those are the skills. Even just learning the skill to do that and to have the ability to sort of see it through, that's mm-hmm. super valuable. I feel like people don't understand the impact that platforms like that have um, on young lives. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I wonder with like other things of just what is a substitute for the college experience? Because I do think it's like this nearly invaluable social experience, but I don't think it's worth going into debt for. Like a way to, I mean, there's just any kind of clubs, right? Recreational yeah. soccer, you know, Be finding friends a league. with someone who's in college. <laughs> They'll invite you to parties. That's a good idea. Unless just you're a little bit older campus. and then you're just walking around campus. You're like 38. It's like, I don't know about that. That might be a different crowd. I did a, I've done a lot of theater. That's yeah. kind of the same, except theater people are theater people. And, oh, yeah, uh, trust me. I grew up in yeah. theater because I'm from the South, right? Sure. And 
I wanted to get more involved in theater, but my family didn't want it to turn me gay. Sure. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so that was like the whole conundrum I grew up with was I was always so into art and I wanted to learn more art, but I was limited by the heteronormative effects of my environment. Well, growing up in Oklahoma, like, yeah, yeah. I actually have a question for you that I've been fat. I don't feel I haven't asked this question like anywhere else because mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable with it. And I think it might be a generational thing because I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, go for it. Did you ever have like a fear of being gay? You know yeah, what I mean? I, I grew up in Southern Baptist Church. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't mean like, oh, I'm gay and I know it and I'm scared of people knowing. It's like, am I going to be gay? Will I turn out to be gay? And um, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of like just ignorance mm -hmm. of just like one, not how it works Two, of just a lot of homophobic rhetoric spread yeah. around the South. And to be clear, South this is like when you're a kid. This isn't yeah, like when you're a teenager, today. like when you're like six or seven or something, you know? I I don't even think I learned about gay until I was like third grade. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that would make me like nine or ten. Eight, yeah, eight, nine, ten, something around then. Yeah, and so I was like, I don't know. I just saw like, I think I asked the hypothetical of like, what if two guys kissed? That'd be crazy, <laughs> mom, right? Because they're not supposed to. Because she was like, no, they're not. And then I think I started asking more people. I just think I mentioned that in class, and someone was like, that's called being gay. And I was like, that's. That's crazy that they have a name for it. <laughs> Somebody else thought of that? Yeah, I thought I it was thought the I only was the one. First. I thought it was a and good then, idea. And then my mom kind of was... I, I don't remember this vividly. I'm just kind of making an assumption here. Sure. But was kind of like saying, well, you're not gay. So you don't need to worry about it. Ah. You don't... Yeah, like very... Southern Baptist family being sure. like, there's no way my son is a homosexual. <laughs> and every time I was a very emotional kid growing up and okay, I was always yeah. kind of met with like when I was being emotional because I was much more emotional than your average boy, I think. Yeah. And my mom was always like, what? Why are you crying? Are you gay? And that was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was normal, man. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not gay. Because it's like, it's already rooted with a negative connotation at that age, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's sort of what I'm getting at, is it's sort mm -hmm. of fascinating how in the past 20, 30 years, the yeah. culture has shifted so much in that regard. And I feel like young people don't realize it, that, yeah. like, I was, when I was growing up, I lived in this weird, I, I never had any sort of attraction to men, but I yeah. always had this fear that one day I would wake up and be gay. And, mm -hmm. like... I was it's into your stuff. time. It's it's <laughs> yeah. It, it, they make it sound like it's just gonna drop on your head just out of nowhere, yeah. and it just and the culture has sort of pushed people in a mm -hmm. to think of things in such a sort of binary way that I was really into theater. I loved doing. I I loved acting. I was mm -hmm. really into dance games with yeah. like DDR, pump it up, stuff like that, mm -hmm. which was like. Mario dance dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I remember oh, that dude. Crazy. Yeah. The Mario mix, hell yeah. Waluigi mm -hmm. Final Boss. Yep, yep, yep. Had the dance pad and everything. Had a Disney one too. Um, but it's like I, I I remember I was just into that stuff naturally. And my dad, who's like 
how do I put this? My dad, dad is, yeah, but he's not like, so my dad was a Green Beret. Like he's a so just big army it? guy. Is that that's that he, kind of what it is? Sort of, I guess. Like he was never outright like against that stuff, but he was big into like lacrosse and Greco-Roman wrestling and stuff like that. And like I played baseball and soccer and I felt like mm -hmm. those weren't like full contact enough for him. So yeah. I, I, it's never like he said anything, but one year we went to uh, Dave and Buster's. I think it was called Jillian's at the time. Uh, for my birthday, and I literally just played Pump It Up for like 10 hours, and I could just feel his shame. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know how dads are. and I, it's, I do. And it's like, I never thought I, I was gay. I never had that feeling, but I did feel like, well, I like stuff just that people think is perhaps a bit flamboyant. I, not even, though. My personality yeah. was never that way. I've never really identified myself as like a theater kid or anything. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not really attention-seeking in a lot of ways. It's just like, I don't oh, I think that is synonymous with theater kid, but yeah. I don't think flamboyant necessarily means attention seeking. No, 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 not at all. It's just more, yeah. I'm just trying to give all the attributes. I was also really gotcha. into rollerblading. So that's another thing that for some mm -hmm. reason has been culturally sort of stigmatized as. I love this you know, weird checklist of like, I love rollerblading, did not love sucking cock. Next topic. <laughs> just to be clear, you know, I, just so everybody knows. I'm not getting, you know, it's, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, and the, the whole reason that I got into rollerblading is because my dad pushed me too hard. I'm well, riding because a bike. my boyfriend kept trying to get me into it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's because my dad pushed me too hard. I'm riding a bike. So I felt yeah. like he was like, you know, I was like, I don't want to ride this bike. You pushed me too hard. And I wondered if in his head, when he saw me pick up the rollerblades, he was like, oh no, <laughs> this is my fault. Because you don't know how dads are going to think, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think my grandfather was very progressive for his age and, like, the generation he grew up in. Sure. Because whenever I would talk to him about stuff, he'd be like, I don't understand transgender, Oh, so I won't be transgender. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, I don't understand gay marriage, so I won't get gay married. He very, just, like... Uh, laissez-faire, yeah. Yeah, he just... If he didn't get it, he just ignored it. Sure. And I think for someone born in that generation is like, honestly, the best you could ask for. Yeah, that's that's genuinely unheard Especially of. from the South. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Just not getting meddled in other people's affairs. That's kind of sick. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was sick. I mean, I think like the most offensive thing he would say in on like on the political spectrum would be something like, I don't want them or like them being the gays mm -hmm. to have marriage. I want them to have like a, what is it? Civil union. Civil where unions. You get yeah, all yeah, yeah. the benefits of marriage, but you don't get the religious connotation with it. Right. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today but i mean whatever i i think if that's like your biggest takeaway at like 70 plus years old i i can live with that and it's probably something that could be reasoned with them you know what i mean yeah. if if you're willing to go that far 
I think mm-hmm. you can probably, if you have a real discussion with somebody, I think yeah. you would come around to the other way. And if not, you know, whatever. It, I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, he had to be indoctrinated or something, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I think if you were willing to give it that much thought and uh, sort of reflection, mm-hmm. your grandfather sounds like a woke king. I'll say. Yeah, you know, yeah. And because, uh, like, you know, I've kind of come out and talked about it uh, a lot of occasions. Like, I'm very confidently by in my life i guess sure and i think for me knowing that was like being from the south it wasn't like again going off of what you said i didn't wake up and know yeah yeah, yeah. i think it was it starts in very little ways where well i'm very closet i'm from southern baptist church you know one time a pastor told me being homosexual is just rebelling from god and seeking attention and i was like so true so true <laughs> Like those yeah. are words I believed. I think bigotry can be um, grown out of, but I think you you have to be patient with yourself, and you have to have people around you who are also patient and willing to help you out, which I think is hard to do. Yeah, I I think um, it, I think it's. I was just gonna say. I think patience is hard. Yeah, no question. And I and I think a lot of it does come down also to having conversations with people from that because like there is mm-hmm. is that idea that it is a choice i think yeah. from from so many people and i think that's sort of gone away now for the most part i think yeah. most people i mean what same sex marriage support yeah. is a uh, 70% yeah it's Which it's growing sort of getting up phased dude, out it was foreign it was foreign yeah like i was in high school not even long ago and there were zero states that allowed like same sex marriage yeah it's yeah. fascinating to see it sort of spread because mm-hmm. it it really does it almost feels the same way mm-hmm. as I don't know having not having a phone in my pocket, not having the wealth of the world's information in my pocket yeah. at, at the same time. It's just something you kind of take for granted, and the mm-hmm. r- the rapid sort of uh, progression that the world has taken since I don't know since the year two thousand is mm-hmm. bizarre to look back. I, at. Yeah, I was, uh, but yeah, I think like for me, I did never really knew I was by growing up. And I don't even think it was something I grew into just happened. I think it was like, yeah, this was probably in, in the background my entire life, but I was unable to express it or ask questions about it growing up. So I just didn't Yeah, because I had a friend who um, like, I don't know. I think like I was always at that place where I was like, oh, I can recognize when a guy is attractive, but I'm not attractive. It's attracted a guy. Sure. I can see like, oh, that's a pretty guy. And I kind of like thought that was where it ended for me. Yeah. But then I, I had this friend. Um, I was I was in ninth grade. He was a year older and I couldn't drive yet. So he drove me around everywhere. And like, you know, over summer, he invited me to hang out at like his grandparents' lake house. And mm-hmm. we hung out all the time. And it was like, I've never had like a, this fixation on on someone at that age before. And it was very interesting because I thought I was just like, I just thought he was really cool. Sure. I thought he was just a cool guy. He was good at guitar. He drove a cool car. He was nice. <laughs> he was caring. And like, he was just a good friend above all else. And I kind of just thought that was it. But I was uh, recently telling the story to a friend and saying, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll pull him up on Facebook. I'll show you what he looks like. And then I did. And I was like, huh, he looks just like kind of what I, I described, like uh, the kind of guy I, I would be attracted to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of realized that was the the first crush I can remember on like someone of the same sex. That's really at, funny. At an early age. But yeah, it was just something that like, 
it was clearly present, but I was so unaware of it at the time because I I did not even recognize that it could have been that, you know? I so just thought it, I thought he was neat. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like to me that the pipeline of being a grammar-correcting young man, a, an extremely pedantic... Yeah, that's projection. You're in the closet. That's what, Oh, no! I knew it! All this time! <laughs> I knew it! We found out today on the show. I'm just trying to establish the pipeline, right? Because, like, yeah. you established early on in your in your life that, like, okay, I'm going to correct people's grammar. This is something I'm going to be. And maybe, yeah. you know, now you're deciding, hey, this is who I am as we're all inside and you're sort of finding out who you are now. That's kind of neat, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't correct people's grammar anymore. I just kind of let it rock. Yeah. And But yeah, we're going to even take a, a step back and let's try and say, what was the first person to correct grammar? The grammar Nazi. Is that term still like... Is it okay to say? Ask, is that term sensitive? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I've yeah. said it my whole life, but like, do we do we still say that? No, I think you're right because as I've been saying it, I'm kind of like chewing I, I on the up a back bit, of yeah. my tongue a little bit. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Listen, if I can't say that, if that upsets you, I'm sorry. It was something that I I feel like your dad here. I feel like an old guy. Like, yeah, this yeah. is just something we said. No, but it was it was very common on like internet forums. I think it's just so passe now that people don't like they don't even shrug an eye at it. In fact, it's it's usually memed where it's like, you know, grammar mistake. I now win the argument. It's gone so great. But it really was a personality type. And I don't know where mm -hmm. it stemmed from. OK, so I did look it up and it says, is grammar Nazi politically correct? And then they say, for whatever for whatever reason, Nazi is not as offensive as you'd expect in the U.S., and then they talk about how there was a character on Seinfeld called Soup Nazi. This is this is from 2011. Um, never mind. We, that's a while ago, but <laughs> I haven't heard anybody bring up the Soup guy in a decade. So that might yeah, be the latest sense. the latest literature on the subject. Yeah, I wonder if Grammar Nazi is like politically correct because what. So let's analyze what that means because yeah. a Nazi in this context means like hard ass. Sure. You're being, yeah. dare, dare I say, a dictator on Nazi. But it's or so not, hyperbolic. Not Nazi, on grammar. Yeah, it's, no, it is hyperbolic. It's cartoonish, you know? Yeah. Unlike genocide, though. <laughs> yeah, not like that. No. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it came from a world where... Everybody, well, this world still exists. I'm stupid. I was going to say, you remember when there was that internet phase where everybody compared everything to Hitler? You remember that whole yeah. thing? But the people still do that, right? It's like, uh, what's that law? There's a law on the internet. It's not Poe's law. Poe's law is like, you it, you can't oh, tell I'm the difference like between already satire looking up. It's Godwin's law. Godwin's law. That's what it is. Yeah. The longer a discussion happens and the more heated it gets, the more likely that somebody's going to be Hitler at some point. Yeah, the, the conversation of Hitler, if no, it's uh, that if any Internet conversation goes on long enough, eventually Hitler will be brought up. And here we are. Yeah. Yep. I actually think we brought up Hitler way earlier because we were talking about <laughs> Big Chungus and Hitler. So ding, ding, ding. It only took four we episodes. Got Hitler. It only took yeah. four episodes and probably during one, two or three. I wouldn't be surprised. No, that's what if I'm saying. When did we talk out. about Big Chungus? Was that the Mickey Mouse episode? So, yeah, episode three. Oh, yeah, that was three. Okay, yeah. I bet we did it on two or one, though. 
You know, I bet it, it popped it out somewhere. It's just I so try, easy. Ever since I became like cognizant of like Goodwin's law, I have actively tried to bring up Hitler less in my daily conversations. <laughs> Not that, like that a, it was like a frequent topic. For yeah, me, that's but, where I was yeah. going. I was like, how often is this happening? <laughs> and frequent, but it's kind of like, you know, your mind is like uh hyperbolic analogy. What's something really bad? Uh, the Holocaust. Yeah. And you're not not wrong. I um I have a really awful story about that. Uh oh. Yeah. So uh, were you I there? I I I was not at the Holocaust, but I was okay. at this event that happened. Um, and it was it was uh, slightly not quite as bad. Let's say. Um. But so my high school, uh, I was a senior in high school and my theater group wanted to start an improv troupe, basically. Everybody wanted to get together, have an improv show, whatever. I wasn't a part of it because I was leaving. I was a senior, but some other people were coming in and it was a bunch of the underclassmen trying to put together an improv group because they saw Who's Line and they thought it was really funny. They also wanted to be really funny. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... They're putting the show together. They do rehearsals. They get everything going. The first night of the show is happening, and uh, it's generally going pretty good. There's not a huge crowd. It's mostly just parents of the kids in the audience. Nothing really crazy, um, but, you know, everybody's having a good time. And then the general game of just, like, what's something that shouldn't happen? Bad ideas for somebody to have because these are awful improv games it's not even like a mm -hmm. good setup it's just like what's a bad idea and uh it's a bunch of people lined up in a group and then this girl steps forward and she's like you know what would be great another holocaust <laughs> and the crowd just deflates nobody laughs the improv group disbanded a week later they had no other i wonder shows. if those i wonder if that was related well, I would think so. Yeah, I don't think anything else happened to maybe some infighting among the group, creative differences. But um, I assume it was political that. differences, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't mean to get too political on this podcast, but I am against another Holocaust. I'm glad you said it. I was waiting for you to say it so yeah. I could say it safely. I didn't know. Where I really you stood. like blazing the trails. Yeah, I'm glad that you blaze the trails, not the homes. Yeah, but the reason I bring that up is because I remember. Like you just said, it's it really just comes instinctively to sort of an untrained mind. What's the worst thing you can think of? And that girl, that poor young girl on stage who, you know, was maybe like 15, 16, who was just trying to think of like oh, the most outrageous okay. thing to say. Yeah. You know, she was just trying to think of the craziest it's comedy. Yeah, it's just edgy humor, which again which is I think part is, of development, yeah. right? I mean, I look at jokes I made. Not even like as a kid, but early in my YouTube career. Yeah. And the thing is... Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today um i mean i said shit sure and i look at that and i'm just like yeah that was offensive huh <laughs> and and i've looked back at that not as like an embarrassment or shame but like well if i am looking back 
and cringing on my old self, mm-hmm. that only means I've grown. Sure. Yeah. And I think that is that is the thing. Like if I went back and heard that humor, I'm like, ha ha, I was funny. <laughs> then that that's like I'm just a static character in someone else's story. <laughs> Some people do that though. They stunt. You know what yeah. I mean? They like they get in that phase and they never really develop out of it. And like Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think I'm hilarious. I'll go back and watch old jokes I made. And I was like, that that, that was good. Yeah, good yeah, set yeah. Up me. Do you ever watch your old stuff and you make the same joke and you're like, huh, neat. That is an insane phenomenon yeah. that every single content creator deals with that yep. needs a name. Like that phenomenon needs a name at this point. Well, there's the idea of like parallel thinking, right? Where it's yeah. like where where two comics will come up with the same joke and somebody says that somebody stole it from the other person, but mm-hmm. not always. It, it really does just sort of sometimes, if, yeah. It, like if if you're if you if everybody's seeing the same Charmin ad with the bears. And you make, mm-hmm. you know, a dumb joke about the bears needing toilet paper and pooping. Is it really? We're all seeing the same. We're we're collectively yeah. in the same culture. So I, I remember um, one time uh, Moist Critical back in like when Overwatch was big, mm-hmm. uploaded a video of him playing Overwatch and he would put like junk rat C4 on a basketball and spawn. And then, like, hit the basketball ah. out into the public, and sure, the sure. basketball would go rogue, and then would detonate the C4. And it's like, it's a very bad strat, but it's kind of funny. And then 30, late, 30 minutes later, I uploaded me doing that, but, and it was like a 20 minute video of yeah. me doing that. And everyone was like, you just copied him. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I understand that thought, but like, let's sit and think about this. And let's say 1 p.m., he uploads. His video. I I'll, I see it. I process it. Let's say I watch five minutes of it. Run to boot up Overwatch. You immediately maybe like start minutes. the game. Yeah. 20 minutes of footage. And I guess I don't edit it in this timeline. And I just upload it immediately. Get it up. Like, get it up. First, first, please. 30 minutes for any creative piece that you're like required on an upload and processing timer. It's just like, oh, my God. It was just, I wish I had that kind of productivity. People don't have really any idea. Critical thinking skills? Well, I don't know if it's critical thinking skills. I think people just don't know what it's like on the back end to live somebody like your life, like to be a content creator and how much goes into all the work that it is. I actually, one of the first interactions you and I ever had, and I, I, I assume you remember this, was at an early smash con like 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And I, you were like blowing up during that time. And I was trying to get into content, but I didn't have any time because I was working. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I hate editing. What's your process? And you're like, I don't know. I'm just good at it. And I was like, all right, man. Great <laughs> talking to you. See, I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah, It was generally <laughs> like, you were just like, I like doing it. So I don't care. And I'm like, please, there has to be something that you do that's different. You're like, nah, I'm just... I'm different, bro. And I was like, all right, well, good talking to you. And then we went our separate ways. And it was yeah. like, I was, I remember thinking like, son of a bitch. Like, I, <laughs> what, how am I ever going to be anybody, you know? And now we live yeah. in an age where there are video editors out the wazoo who can be paid I, to do such to, a thing. I can't believe I gave that advice. Cause like early on Do you not remember career, this interaction? No, I remember meeting you. Yeah. I remember that. Now, because you were like fresh off of vacation, like surprisingly tan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was right after uh, mm-hmm. I got back from Orlando, I think, at a Smash Con. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I am so shocked that I said that because I had so much respect for you as a content creator at that point <laughs> in my life, and I'm very surprised I gave you 
genuinely worthless advice. Dare I say laughable advice. Insulting, even. Well, I I was the opposite because I was like, you know, I I'm I'm a Smash guy, but you were getting out to the world. I think a yeah. lot of people have this idea that like, so anybody that's listening that somehow like I assume I I think we just assume that we know people who each know. other. Are. But I mean, yeah. like a lot of people know you more than me, obviously. But like I'm sure, a Smash, I guess- uh, I'm a Smash commentator. Uh, that's sort Go of how I got variety started. streamer. Sort of variety streaming. I'm gonna get back to Smash commentary, but I I I do stuff on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten sort of away from Smash in a lot of ways, but like everybody thinks Smash is this like worldwide huge thing. Man, I gotta tell you, it's we still feel small. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a big thing to us. So I was like, dude, this guy's blowing up out of nowhere he's got all these subs that's crazy he's reaching a huge audience so it's funny that we both had that mutual feeling and i feel like that's common with content creators right it's like Mm -hmm. the the level of mutual respect is very high when you know two people that are sort of aligned in that way talk. yeah i think even in music like uh it's so interesting to go find an artist and find their favorite artists yeah yeah, because one example I have is like people want to work with their favorite creators of sure. in any art form. And it's like, yeah, there are collaborations based on like numbers and things like that. But like if you know, there are like people in comedy or just content that you've been a fan of. And if yep. they ask you to work and let's say like they're washed up 10 years down the road and you're thriving, if they ask to work with you, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's an honor. Yeah, no question. Yeah, and I think not to like the same degree, but that's how I felt when uh, Tyler the Creator worked with with the uh, had multiple songs with Lil Wayne. Mm, yeah, because like Lil Wayne is like at no on no metric washed up. Yeah, but I think he has passed his prime. Sure, and I don't know if that's by lack of trying, because like you always had the question of, well, did the guy sort of cash out like ninja right everybody like ninja you fell off l nobody watches you he cashed out at a great time he doesn't care yeah he got his mixer contract and now he does whatever he wants which is amazing yeah i I just i went to a theater last night and saw him in a major motion picture (laughs) wait he was in he was in free guy yeah oh my god i didn't know that yeah they got like uh ninja laser beam pokimane jacksepticeye dan tdm to just make like what I mean, the thing is, you know what the movie's about. Yeah. It's it's a, an NPC in Grand Theft Auto who follows the rules and becomes an internet phenomenon. And then it just cuts to Ninja on stream being like, I can't, I don't know who this blue shirt guy is, but that's crazy that he's breaking the internet. And then they pay Pokimane to say, wow, he's kind of hot though. And I thought that was a <laughs> weird line. That's a weird line. Why does yeah. Pokimane have to be attracted to the guy? Couldn't she just yeah, also yeah. say the same thing? That was that was my thing where I was like, she is the one female creator they featured. And the first line she says is about how attractive Ryan Reynolds is, which, yeah, I yeah, guess I that's, that's aspirational to the audience, right? Like if this film is marketed toward young kids, they probably would like like that's cool, right? If Pokemon yeah. is attracted to you, that's the cool thing. It's, you know, it's whatever, you know, it's yeah, not great. I but. mean. Yeah, it's not great. I, <laughs> it's like if she was one of three female creators and she said that, oh, I would yeah, think yeah, yeah. less of it. If they had like Valkyrie or something, it's like, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. sure. But um, And then Jacksepticeye was just like, 
very energetic, like streaming Always. the game and yeah. talking about it. And yeah. I think that kind of inclusion was cool because it wasn't like a one-time cameo. It kept cutting back to them and other actors who were streaming. Okay. So it was like, and it was just them on stream layouts. Ninja was in a full production studio on a stream setup. I will say that was different. And I think it was a con contractual thing, but they uh, they just kept cutting to them and I thought it was cool. But I think towards the end of the movie and like the big fight at the end, when you're splicing up this fight with inner cuts of Jack guy going, oh shit, <laughs> it's just like, it's funny, but for a very different reason. Yeah, he's reacting to the movie you're watching. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the movie was, as far as like video game movies go that don't have like a source IP. Yeah. Because like, I think the Sonic movie was good. I think like Wreck-It Ralph is a good video game movie. Sure, yeah. Um, I think like for having no source IP, this was a very good interpretation of video game culture. I mm -hmm. think they're still a little behind using words like noob. And, uh, yeah. But I think they took Hold a lot of big yeah. chances because you have to realize that for major motion pictures, it typically takes like on this scale, like two years, right? Right, yeah. So you had to predict pop culture, what's still going to be relevant in two years because they had like a big Fortnite uh, reference in it. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, of course, that says, oh, it's Fortnite. That's huge now, still. But it's like, and there's it definitely no was in 2019. Yeah. yeah, no Among Us, no Fall Guys, because why would there be? True. But it's just like, they took a gamble in hoping Fortnite was still relevant. Yeah. Isn't that, God, by the way, little side tidbit, Jacksepticeye has my favorite YouTube intro. I don't I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. Jack, I, I didn't watch like a lot of the, you know, PewDiePie, mm. Jacksepticeye, Mark, Markiplier, whatever. Yeah. So I I discovered Jacksepticeye like a year ago because like I mm -hmm. wasn't in that generation like watching those yeah. creators. I watched the like, top of the morning to you, laddies. It's so funny. Just like and the yelling Whip crash. Yeah, he's so funny. So, Jack, if you ever listen to this, I, mm -hmm. I just this little uh, content creator admires your work. But it, I, I don't know why this happens, but like his name's Sean. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking yeah. somebody told me that I, his I name wasn't Jack that. and it blew my mind. Yeah, same. Because, like, in the Man. YouTuber sphere, like, we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. And they refer to him as Sean, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, that's not his name. You mean Jack. Surely yeah. you mean Jack. Yeah, then I've always been like, every time I see someone's name, like, my friend Daniel Thrasher, who just makes, like, music skits, like, uh, he worked on, like, that copy pasta theater, and we had to, like, write a, write a check for him. Because um, I gave everyone, like, an appearance just for helping out sure and i was like is is daniel thrasher your, your legal name or is it like a, a, a bit like you just <laughs> never know yeah it's impossible like and it's so funny because like markiplier's name is mark right yeah okay i'm grounded good i'm yeah. back on earth i'm back on earth good and also so many content creators have fake public names really yeah what, what do you mean like stage names that no. go like beyond their yeah i can think of several huh yeah that's bizarre yeah okay huh i mean i don't it's it's about like uh most of what i see is like people use their same first name and not their same last name 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today no that makes sense okay okay yeah. i get what you're saying i get what you're saying now it yeah. took me a second to process because like i mm -hmm. what i tended to do back in my like my my corporate days is i would use z-a-c-h at work and then oh, z-a-k in my real life because like i don't want this the streams to cross you know what i mean mm -hmm. like yeah i think that's why you do it yeah that totally makes sense that's good I mean, i've had a fake name out my whole career and it's been fine yeah okay that's that, that makes sense. I dig that. Do you uh one thing that we we got away from that I think is super fascinating is the idea of like I I don't feel like people that aren't within sort of the realm of content creation realize how short the I don't want to say careers but how short the limelight is, right? Like you talked about mm -hmm. little Lil Wayne, it's like he was massive in like the mid 2000s and now yeah. it's not like he's not culturally relevant well it, he's not culturally relevant but it's not like he's like bad he's just not in the limelight and it's really bizarre to think about the fact that time just continues to march on like these streamers who were huge youtubers that are huge like 10 years ago get sort of like left behind and i feel like if you're not if you don't cash out at the right time if you're not like a ninja or you know somebody yeah. who is able to like gracefully step out of that limelight and take your opportunity and make something of it and then just do whatever you want, right? Then you have the money to do whatever makes you feel fulfilled, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. It's like, get your bag and then you do what you want. And yeah. where I'm at in my life, I'm past the bag phase and I'm just mad chilling, uploading whatever I want. And it's been a blast. Yeah, that's the dream, man. Yeah. Getting to that point. Is there anything that's like, because it's funny, because like the, the mm -hmm. copy pasta theater, you would never be able to do that like while worrying about the bag, right? Because that yeah. is something that is clearly out of motivated by passion and just like. It was a funny idea. So I yeah. did a funny idea. Yeah. But you can't do that while also worrying how you're going to eat, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Because like it performed well, like, but I know things with like, much less effort would have even performed better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, I like doing stuff like that. I like doing these big projects and I like breaking it all up. Yeah. So it's fun, but I just gotta, I don't know. It's it's just, uh, it's a weird balance. Yeah. Um, I think like a we interesting insight to me was making friends with a lot of YouTubers in LA mm -hmm. and a lot of them aren't even involved in gaming. So it's weird comparing stats to them internally mm -hmm. and seeing like, um, even if the channels are way bigger than me, it doesn't necessarily mean they make more ad revenue than me. And that's the CPMs high, right? It's, it's a combination of like, do I upload more or my videos longer? Cause, uh, AVD. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's average view duration. Sorry, listener. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that like it's you never really know because I just assume everyone like 
I just kind of guess how much they make by the size of their channel and sure. how many views they get a month. But I guess like even those are subject to such variance just due to the different forms of content. So it's like, I realized that I have been stressing out about money way more than I need to. Yeah. So as soon as I kind of had that realization where I can like fiscally calm down, I just was like, I could do whatever I want at this point. Yeah. It's it's yeah. funny too, because I remember um, years and years ago when I was just streaming on Twitch and I wanted to get on YouTube, I was like asking some of my friends who uh, were starting to get, you know, start up on YouTube. Omni was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and because like Omni and I were close back in the brawl days and like we played Smash together and I was like, so how much, you know, is YouTube doing for you? You know what I mean? Like if you upload a video, what's your average? He's like, dude, I have no idea. And I'm like, what? How do you not know? Because I used to be on Twitch and Twitch is very yeah. easy to tell. It's just 250 times the amount of subs that Sub you have. Sub count, yeah. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, I don't know. It fluctuates. I'm like, what, is, what the hell do you mean it fluctuates? Give me the CPM. Per 1,000 viewers, what do you get? And he's like, I have no idea. And I thought he was bullshitting me. I was like, this mm -hmm. asshole doesn't want me to make videos. He doesn't. He wants to keep all the pie to himself. But no, he actually didn't know. It's crazy. It's it's just so funny to be on the side of it to see how in the dark all of it is. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, well, on that note, ding, ding, ding. How the hell did we get here? <laughs> This has been a long road trip. This the, one has. Yeah, we've taken a lot of a lot of different turns. Um, I I totally forgot that we do this, and now I'm flat flustered. All right, yeah, so so we know it started with correcting grammar, and then the political correctness of grammar Nazi. Yeah, I, I think it was like. But that was a callback too. That was a callback. So it was it was it was correcting grammar, and then establishing your identity at a young age. Talked yeah. about uh, college is a sham. College, uh, what it's what it's like to discover your own sexuality, and I'll talk uh, about college real quick. Mm -hmm. I think it's a sham depending on what you want to do. Because if you want to go into the medical field, yeah, go to college. <laughs> somebody, somebody who got influenced by that is not listening to the rest. They got halfway you know through, You're and right. they're like, "No, I'm not doing college. I'm dropping yeah. out right now." We may have ruined countless lives, and that's fine. Yeah, if you honestly, if you get influenced by us, that's what you deserve. You My got influenced job by as a an podcast. influencer is to influence <laughs> for good End or bad. Story. Yeah, that's the that's the chaotic angle you were talking about. You just put mm -hmm. it out into the world, and whatever happens, happens. But we okay, so we talked about sexual identity. Then we got the callback to the Nazi thing. I told a terrible story. So we let's talked like about elaborate a little deeper than the Nazi thing. <laughs> The, the 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 prevalence of the word Nazi in terms of yeah, like, uh -huh. is it okay to say, you know? Yeah, no, no, I know. I just You like, just wanted me we, to say it more times and feel bad specify. about it. Let's Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Go I get on. What if somebody skips to the end and they're just like, hey, that's the what Nazi I'm thing. They're like, oh, I missed something. <laughs> yeah, grammar Nazi, to be specific. They hear us talking about coming out and the word Nazi discussion, and they're like, wait, something... <laughs> happened on this podcast no 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 no. so we talked about the grammar nazi thing is it still okay to say hey let us know you know what you think i guess i don't know if this is a discussion by listening to the next episode yeah by clicking on the next episode we talked about that and then we got to content creation the movie free guy which apparently seems pretty good jack sepia guy ninja and others, in it. has ninja along with others mm -hmm. um a really weird line for pokimane that we can understand but we sort of 
wish wasn't there. And uh, you know, we got a lot of we got a lot of things, and I think this was a pretty uh easy through line. Not quite a straight yeah. road, but a few turns, not many. And I know next episode is something that you're very excited about. Oh my god. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to just give a like quick little Yeah. Just, um mm-hmm. so I You can I, tell the story too. I think you can really warm people up with the passion. Oh god. Yeah. So this one is actually very fresh in my mind. The other day, my friend and I went out to go eat with my wife. And we go to this small restaurant. It's just like a little pub house, get pub food, burgers, you know, whatever. And uh we go to sit down to order our food, and the waiter sits on his hands on the table across from us, like resting, right? And I'm telling him what I want, and his hands aren't moving. And I realize he's not writing anybody's order down. And from there, I said, I need to talk about this on this podcast because it is one of my biggest pet peeves, and that is the myopic arrogance. Shit, should I have done that? Myopic? Myopic? The myopic arrogance of a server that memorizes your order. I hate that guy so much. If you're a waiter and you're listening to this and you memorize orders, please, I implore you, pull out a pad and paper. It makes everybody feel better. And listen it's just to a comfort thing episode. for me. It's a, it's a common courtesy thing, dude. Listen, if you don't get it and you don't get why I'm so upset about this, I'll tell the whole story. I'll let you know everything. And we'll go deep in depth next week uh, on the episode because I feel very strongly about this. I don't know how deep the roots are for you, but this was, I don't, Mm -hmm. I was incensed. No, I I completely understand. And I think you're in the right here. Thank God. Validation. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And now, I mean, like, I feel like this is where we kind of say, hey, follow us on socials, but we don't have those yet in like (laughs) to term where we made them. So as you've been talking about the story, I have been making a Twitter account for us. Dude, I forgot that we need to do that. Yeah, we do need (laughs) to do that. So if you just want to, I'm doing my best, man. I'm getting our verification code right now. Yeah. I'm going to have like a handle for everyone to, to follow and advertise. Hey, guys, if it feels weird advertising other socials because clearly that's how they got here. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you got here from my Twitter or out more likely Alpharad's Twitter or YouTube. But if you didn't, you know, and you want to check us out, uh, Alpharad, Coney. I realize that the word Coney probably isn't even used anywhere because we just go by our first Yeah. Names. So yeah. did we just... uh? So it just spit out a default handle for us of how did we get he 18? And I'm like (laughs) hesitant if I want to change that or if it has such charm to it. Uh, The 18? I don't know because that's going to people are going to be wondering what that is. Like, did we start in 2018? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think that's going to be we're going to we're going to give a thought. Listen, on the next episode, we're going to open up with the Twitter that you should find us at. Damn, we should have figured this oh, out. Oh, no, no, no. Right? I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I'm going to yeah. try. Uh, how did we How did G-H? we get here? Cast. Podcast. Podcast. That's so that's, long. That's okay. Uh, it's such an ugly acronym, too. Hey, dig <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Podcast was taken, but cast is all ours. What? What, okay, like I gotta H-G- go twitter.com slash HD. How did we get here? 
podcast. Cast. What else does it? Oh, it's suspended. That's hilarious. What? What <laughs> happened? <laughs> what did that person do? That was the Nazi podcast. That's what it is. That was for okay. sure. All right. HDWGH cast on Twitter. Wow. That is not a pretty acronym. We did not <laughs> think that one out. That is, dare I say, a disgusting acronym. Like you can't even say it like the W in it. Oh, yeah, that's really gross. But we'll make it pretty with a good profile picture and maybe we'll change it down. the. I don't know. But I'm the first follower. Everybody check it out. H-D-W-G-H cast at twitter.com. I get, I'll follow you back on it. Oh, I guess. Thank you. H-D-W-G-H. Is that right? H-D-W-G-H. We'll get it. We'll get it fast. I got it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a new password. Once you figure it out a few times, you'll get it down for the rest. All right. Well, that's our Twitter account. That's our episode. I think it is. Anyways, have a great day. We'll see you next week. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. Mm-hmm.